Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, if you didn't know, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Superbook Sports, where you can go to have your first bet matched up to $1,000, win or lose, in the Superbook Sports app. They will get you going. Superbook.com for terms and conditions. True Mav Fitness, a new way, a better way for you to get your fitness journey started. Your first class is free when you go find out more information at TrueMavFitness.com. Two Rivers Ford, where the 2023 model year Fords are available now for you to purchase. They always make it easy and efficient. Award-winning customer service can be found at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at TwoRiversFord.com. And, of course, the Intel edge you need to succeed in this red-hot Nashville real estate market is the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. They have that Intel edge that you need. The official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and of me is GaryAshton.com. So, Delaney Walker's retirement press conference was today. Now, there's a lot of different emotions that are associated with Delaney. There's a lot of bad football, a lot of bad Titans football in there where really it was only him, Jarrell Casey, and Brett Kern as the bright spots as they started to dig themselves out. There are moments like in 2019, uh, before his injuries further derailed his career at the first game of the season, where they are, you know, they're going to Cleveland. They're facing the Browns. They've got Odell Beckham Jr. They've got Jarvis Landry. They've got Miles Garrett, and the Titans are heavy underdogs. They go to Cleveland, and they smoke them. Delaney Walker's comments to us after the fact in the locker room were we, they are who we thought they were. And it's one of the funniest moments that we've had as far as player and media interaction. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of good memories associated with Delaney. And I think that, you know, and some that rankled Titans fans. I talked about it on the radio today. He said not that long ago, uh, he said not that long ago that in a serious XM interview, I believe that. He believes he could have had a Hall of Fame career had he played with another franchise because the Titans were not a notable franchise. He has said things in the past when he was still playing for the team about the lack of attendance and the lack of support that Titans fans were showing at the time because, you know, I mean, I think he understood that the product was bad, but I think he was still accustomed to the San Francisco 49ers and that's a historic fan base with a long legacy of winning and the Titans were not that at the time. So, you know, there's a lot of different moments in the Delaney Walker timeline that I think a lot of people a lot of different people have different feelings about, but there is no disputing that he's one of the best players to ever play for this franchise across Oilers and Titans history, going back to 1960, as a matter of fact. So I want to start with your Two Rivers Ford take here on this Tuesday night in the comment section. The question that I want to start with is this. Is Delaney Walker the best tight end in Titans franchise history? There's really only two names who get associated with this with this discussion between Delaney and, of course, Frank Wycheck, who was a part of one of the most memorable moments in franchise history and was a key piece for a lot of their early Titans success. There were not a lot of Houston Oiler tight ends across history that would be comparable to these two. There's a lot of different things that you have to look at when you associate th- with this because... Delaney's greatest success came as a San Francisco 49er or greatest playoff success came as a San Francisco 49er 
not as a Tennessee Titan, even though they did make the postseason a couple of times towards the end of his career, two times uh, to be exact, with Mike Malarkey in 17 and with Mike Vrabel in 2019. So is he the best tight end in the franchise's history? We're going to talk about this together. As always, made possible by Two Rivers Ford, where you go for 2023 model year Fords because they're available right now. Two Rivers Ford always makes the vehicle process fast, easy, and enjoyable for you. Because if you have been through the car buying process before, you know that sometimes you can feel unnecessary pressure. You can be, you can feel like you're being badgered. That's not something that you will ever experience at Two Rivers because their sales staff does not work on commission, which means they make a paycheck whether they sell you a car or not. You can go visit them at the dealership in Mount Juliet. It's very conveniently located and uh, just about six miles east of Nashville International Airport. You can go online to tworiversford.com and custom order your next Ford the way that I did. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, is Delaney the best tight end in franchise history? Uh, stats say yes by a good bit, says George Woodward, which I do have Frank Wycheck's uh, statistics, his pro football reference, up against Delaney's, and it is really not a uh, it's really not a close statistical discussion. Now, Wycheck obviously played during a different era where the receiving totals for tight ends were certainly not that. Um, not what they were for Delaney, even though Delaney was not in a super pass-heavy offense um, at any point across his career uh, or was not a focal point for a good majority of his career. So when Frank got here in 1990, well, I guess he got to Houston in 1995 after coming into the league with Washington and then, of course, went from Houston to Tennessee and finished his career here uh, at age 32, Frank Wycheck never had a season over 1,000 yards. He played fewer seasons than Delaney Walker did across his career, but obviously was with the Titans and the Oilers franchise for two more years than Delaney Walker was. Nine years for Frank as opposed to seven for Delaney, who spent the first seven years in San Francisco. Uh, he was not a statistical, he was not a heavy target. He topped out twice. Uh, in 1998 and in 2000 with 70 receptions on the season, but he never averaged more uh, more than uh, he never averaged more than 11.9 yards per reception, which is not a huge total. Understanding that the offenses were different back then. Then you hold it up next to Delaney, who topped out with a, a, a average yards per reception of 16.4 at his height. Uh, the Super Bowl season that they went on to uh, to play in. They lost to the Ravens, the Niners did, in that year with Colin Kaepernick versus Joe Flacco. But Delaney did eclipse 1,000 yards in 2015. There are only three players in the history of the franchise who have caught more passes in a single season than Delaney did in 2015 when he had 94 receptions. Um, there's a lot of, it's a short, it's a smaller sample size with the franchise but the numbers are very much in favor of Delaney. Dre Bay says he still says Delaney number one. Brian Malone believes him to be number two behind Frank Wycheck. George Woodward says, what are the reasons for saying Wycheck? Nostalgic? Yes. I, and by the way, nostalgia matters. Frank was one of the core foundational pieces when they came to Nashville. There's, when they came to the state of Tennessee before they ultimately you know, made Nashville their home. There, You cannot 
nostalgia is a big part of both of these conversations. People have very fond memories of Delaney. People have similarly fond mem- memories of Frank. Frank was an institution below, uh, before Delaney Walker was even, you know, a thought at that point. I think that, you know, depending on how long or at what point you became a Titans fan, there is an older generation that will always go with Frank. There's a, a, you know, a more modern generation um, in the current Titans era of football, which goes from 1998 through the present day, where Delaney Walker will be the guy who most of you associate with uh, the franchise's greatest success because, you know, they, they didn't have a better option than him. Delaney was a matchup problem in ways that Frank never was. I would say from a player standpoint, again, understanding that they played in different eras, from the perspective of the player and what he was, how he was able to be deployed as a weapon against a defense and how defense had to account for Delaney versus Frank, I would say that Delaney absolutely, without question, was a superior player at the tight end position. They're different tight ends. Um, and that was something that, you know, in his retirement press conference delay, uh, today, Delaney was very, very quick to point out. A lot of fans who would say your legacy is the best tight end this team's ever had. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, Frank Wycheck, you know, I, I, I watched Frank and some of the stuff Frank did. We, we two different tight ends, you know. I can't say that I, I am the best because what Frank has, has done for this organization is, is, is great too. So I, I always put Frank in front of me. I, I would say I'm the second best. <laughs> I think that's a very modest uh, position by Delaney, who is not necessarily known for his modesty, but he is known for his respect for people who came before him and for people who are considered, you know, NFL legends. Frank Wycheck is a legend, not just because he was a part of one of the most famous plays in the history of the sport with the Music City Miracle, but because of what he means to this city and to this franchise. Um, Nate John says of Delaney Walker, he does not complain, or that, uh, that Wycheck doesn't complain about the Titans costing him the Hall of Fame. Well, you know, Nate, I I disagree with Delaney that he had a Hall of Fame career. Um, you know, you can't have the first seven seasons of lacking statistical production because he, he just, you know, he played with Vernon Davis. He wasn't a he wasn't a featured player there. Um, but I do absolutely agree with him that he was wildly underrated because he played here. I think Jarrell Casey could make the argument that he was wildly underrated because he played here. Delaney was a top five tight end during his era of football. You couldn't say that about Jarrell Casey. Hell, Delaney was top three, I think, with some of the most famous names, the Kelseys, the Gronks of the world. There is, uh, you know, Delaney may feel differently in in private personal moments where he's not up in front of a press conference and he's just, you know, deferring to Frank out out of, you know, politeness or good manners. But, yeah, there's no question that Delaney playing here during the time that he played here absolutely impacted how people view Delaney Walker. Because I think if you asked, you know, I think if you asked NFL fans in 31 other markets how many Pro Bowls Delaney Walker would make or or had made, I bet I bet that most of them would only say one when he ended up being a three-time Pro Bowler and led the Titans in receiving yards four in four different seasons across the seven seasons that he was here in an offense that doesn't throw the ball like that. So you know, uh, I think that uh, I think that there's a lot of uh, I think that there's a lot of this that comes into play, but. No, certainly a lot of people would, would uh, yearn for the days of peak Delaney Walker because there was a Titans tight end mentioned in a trade today that we will also mention here in just a second. 
Uh, I will tell you what that situation is quickly, but first I'll remind you that TrueMav Fitness is where you go to start your fitness journey today. They will get you on the right path. They will help you no matter what your level of fitness is. If you are somebody who's been at it, you know, been out of shape for a while, haven't been necessarily, um, you know, focused in that way, you've become busy, you have a million different things going on in your life, as we all do. Sometimes you lose track. You can start at TrueMav Fitness today and they will put you in a position to succeed where you are feeling challenged, but not overwhelmed as you work your way up into a higher level of fitness. If you are somebody who is in physically good condition, but wants the opportunity to push themselves, True Math Fitness's boot camp classes can do that for you as well. They have personal training if you want a more specific approach. They have an open gym concept if you're somebody who likes to work out on your own time. TrueMavFitness.com for your first workout fee and free and for membership information. So, um, as far as the uh, as far as the Titans uh, as far as the Titans tight end trade situation is concerned, this was something that was brought up by Jeremy Fowler on ESPN.com today. Uh, he it was just a basically you know two weeks to go before the NFL trade line, trade deadline like notebook dump, and he just a brief passing note about Austin Hooper as a name to keep an eye on at the trade deadline. Now, here's why I don't think Austin Hooper will be moved. Um, Austin Hooper has now, you know, it's only, I mean, they've played five games, the Titans have, because they had the bye. So it's only, we're heading into week seven, right? And so there's still time, theoretically, for Austin Hooper to make something of himself, to continue to make money for himself, because uh, thus far, the experience has not been good. In fact, he has considerably, he has seen his snap count considerably decrease week after week after week. Uh, in an offense where he is required to block and he is not an adept uh, blocker. I don't want to question his willingness. I'm not here to question his toughness. But I do think that he is not somebody who fits what they want to do. And if he's not fitting what they want to do, then they're not going to put him on the field. And that, you know, obviously hinders his receiving production. He has uh, 55 yards. He has six catches so far on the season. That is not any kind of an upgrade over what they were previously working with at the tight end position. And that's why I don't think that he will be traded because who the hell would want him um, at this point? You know, the 49ers, or rather, I'm sorry, the Miami Dolphins have a better version of what, you know, I think Austin Hooper kind of projects as right now. They have Mike Gusecki. They can't use Mike Gusecki because in Mike McDaniel's offense coming from San Francisco, the tight ends are required to block and Gusecki's just a giant wide receiver, uh, in all, in, uh, in, you know, for all intents and purposes. So you look at uh, you look at a team like Miami getting ready to move on from uh, Mike Gusecki or actively seeking to move on from Mike Gusecki after having picked up an expensive fifth-year option situation on him, and they're just looking to get any asset that they can because a guy doesn't block, they can't use him. I think that I think that at this stage in the game, you know, somebody trading it's not a big contract that uh, Austin Hooper has, but it's not a small contract either, and it would have you know it's not like the, a lot of these competitors or com, uh, contenders have a ton of cap space right now. Now, maybe somebody's looking for a complimentary piece that Austin Hooper can be a part of. I don't know that his price point necessarily lends itself to that of complimentary piece, but he's clearly and obviously third um, on the depth chart, I think. And, you know, I think he's, lo- I mean, he did not, I don't think he's losing snaps to somebody who you never heard of in Kevin Rader, who plays more special teams than Austin Hooper does. And, is a more physical and willing blocker. 
than uh than you have in Austin Hooper right now. So I don't think I don't think he's a trade asset because I don't think anybody would look at him and say, yeah, that guy is somebody I want at this stage in the game for a substantial amount of cap, uh, a cap hit that you would have to take on, uh, provided that the Titans don't eat money on that. And I don't think the Titans would be willing to eat money on that. If they're going to eat money, they might as well just keep him. So, you know, I it's it's not, you know, I don't think it's it's notable that it was brought up by Jeremy Fowler. Jeremy Fowler is a hugely credible NFL report. But I just, I don't think, uh, you know, I mean, he's making upwards of $6 million this year, Austin Hooper, and there's just, there's nothing there to be had. I don't think another team is going to look at that. You know, Tennessee has obviously paid the signing bonus and things like that, so it's not a full $6 million cap hit that another team would be taking on, but it's still a lot of money um, for, you know, a player who has not displayed the ability to be any kind of a net positive for a team that just desperately needed a, a warm body at tight end. Austin Hooper has uh, has not quite been that. Let's go back to Delaney, though, and let's talk about your favorite Delaney Walker moment across so many fantastic Delaney Walker moments. You'll hear from Delaney on that fact, uh, on that account. As a matter of fact, later on, we will uh, we will discuss that right after I remind you that Superbook Sports is where you go to wager on all the action this football season. You can take the bite to Vegas on postseason baseball on hockey, which I believe the Preds are just getting ready to play a game. I think it's I think it's on uh, ESPN. Let's find out. As a matter of fact, ESPN. Uh, and while you get ready to, uh, and while you, yeah, sure enough, the Los Angeles Kings and the Preds um, getting ready to start. Superbook Sports is where you go to wager on football, basketball getting ready to start up, hockey, baseball, and everything in between. Your first bet matched up to $1,000, win or lose in the Superbook Sports app. Terms and conditions at superbook.com. Gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, uh, your favorite Delaney Walker moment across so many good seasons. Uh, I think that, you know, there was obviously, he was a bright spot for a lot of bad football. And when he was asked this question today, he brought up a moment where he wasn't playing with Marcus Mariota. He wasn't playing with Ryan Tannehill. He wasn't playing with the Jake Locker. Even Zach Mettenberger was the corner or the quarterback at the time of Delaney, of one of the moments that Delaney Walker considers to be his most memorable play. Delaney, I always remember you when I hear your name. I think of quadruple coverage in Indianapolis and Marcus dropping it in the bucket. That, that's my lasting memory of you. What's your lasting memory? What's what's the play you remember? Uh, the play I remember, uh, it was going to have to probably be against the Patriots. Um, I just remember coming in that week and, you know, they wasn't talking about us. Uh, at all, you know, just grunk, 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 and I. It, it, this is just me. I, you know, I ain't tell the team. I, my, I was like, I'm gonna outplay grunk today, like, and that's all I talked about. And uh, I remember we were down, and um, they came to me like, we need a play. And then Zach Mittenberger was the quarterback at the time. He threw me like a five yard pass, and I think at that point I was just angry. I was running out of anger, and I ran over like two people. Ran down the sideline, jumped over somebody, stiff throwing somebody, and, and then ran into the for a touchdown. And uh, I always remember that. That's that's one play I will never forget. I felt like that was probably one of my better plays um, in the NFL. So. So that's Delaney Walker talking about a moment that, you know, doesn't really matter as far as wins and losses. You know, I'm sure many of you know well that. 
Uh, the uh, Zach Mettenberger started, I believe, 11 games and did not win a single start for the Tennessee Titans um, after he put on the headband and, you know, he had the mustache and, you know, he looked like something out of the 1970s. He looked like Uncle Rico and he played like Uncle Rico too, right? He was not any kind of a world beater uh, in uh, the Met show, right? I think that Delaney, you know, Delaney remembers Delaney remembers the moments that define him in in difficult moments. And I think a lot of athletes define themselves that way. Corey Curtis, who asked him that question, brought up a moment. It was either in 18 or 19 against the Indianapolis Colts on the road where Marcus hit him in quadruple coverage. He still came up with the catch and made a gain of, of north of 30 yards. I believe it was one of the most impressive plays I've seen, and Delaney Walker could do that, right? There, there's, there's not a lot of receivers that were the kind of matchup problem that Delaney Walker presented for defenses on any particular week. Um, so, you know, I think my favorite Delaney memory, man, you know, it would have to be, it would have to be more media, you know, discussion related, post game locker room and things like that. I, I think Cleveland, Cleveland after they beat the Browns' ass in the opener of 19 Cleveland was pretty funny. I mean, for him to get up in front of us, he was clearly pissed. You know, the Browns had been talked about all off season long. They're super bowl favorites. Finally, the, the, one of the worst te- a team that had gone what winless when the Titans played them in 2017. Now all of a sudden super bowl contenders um, and Delaney just looking straight into all of our cameras and microphones, knowing that he probably shouldn't have done it and did it anyway, saying they are who we thought they were. And absolutely, you know, being a big part of the win that the Titans ended up getting on the road that day. He had a, he was he was such an honest across the board and transparent individual that you know there's just not a lot of those guys when it comes to professional athletes. A lot of professional athletes guarded. I understand why they are. It benefits them almost none to be able to be truly honest in moments where they feel like they need to be because it can cause some controversy, like Delaney obviously has across his career, whether it's, you know, criticizing Titans fans for not showing up in the stands, whether it's talking about not, he, not, he believes not being a more legitimate hall of fame candidate because he played for a franchise that doesn't get a lot of looks um, elsewhere in the NFL. But, uh, you know, Delaney was always was Delaney was always good enough, always good enough that he could back up those kind of comments. There's not a lot of players who can who consistently operated at that kind of a high level who could say some shit like that in a post game locker room and then go out and do it again because he's Delaney Walker and that's what that's what he did right. So I uh, I do think that uh, Delaney was pretty singular that way. Um, Bryce Erickson, uh, let's see. Oh, that I can't read that comment. Never mind. <laughs> the quadru- uh, the quadruple coverage one was awesome that the reporter mentions as Derek R. Yeah, it's still one of the most memorable Delaney plays that I've seen. He also has a, he also also has a rushing touchdown on his resume. Got thirty eight total touchdowns across his uh, NFL career. One of them on a tight end jet sweep on the goal line. Not a lot of tight ends capable of pulling that off. Uh, Joseph Mitchell says my favorite of Delaney plays when he stiff armed the Patriots defense ran for a touchdown. The one that Delaney just mentioned is one of his favorite plays. MB says I never took Delaney's comments the wrong way. The media and the fans say the same thing about Tennessee. Yeah, I, so I worked, uh, I was working. No, I wasn't even being paid at the time. I was an unpaid intern at 1025 right out of college. 
um, working with Derek McFarlane and Derek Mason, who obviously is one of the most prolific receivers in, in Titans franchise history. And I remember Darren really going after Delaney after he made the comments about, you know, people not showing up for Titans games. And, and the whole position was, hey, man, you just got here. Like, you can't talk to these people like that. Delaney had been there for a couple of years at that point. I think that was 2016, maybe 2000. Mm, no, I was being paid in 2016. I believe 2015 would have been, yeah, my first year out of college, 2015. Still, uh, you know, unpaid intern uh, out of college and, you know, loading trucks at UPS at night to make my rent. But I think that uh, I think that when you look at the situation for Delaney, like he came from the 49ers where, 49ers fans supported plenty of bad teams. 49ers fans support plenty of good teams. 49ers fans have won all manner of championships, and they have a longer history of sustained success where they're going to continue to show up no matter. It's kind of like Brown. I mean, well, Browns Browns are different, but the Browns fans, no matter how bad they are, they do tend to show up consistently um, for them. I think that, oh, what's another fan base that you can consider? The Cowboys are a tough one. I think just there's so many nationally – there's so many national Cowboys fans um, beyond like who actually attend the games that maybe the Cowboys is a bad example. Anyway, point being, I think you look at this situation and you say that Delaney Walker, I, I always appreciated that honesty. And sometimes he was too real for people, but you know, most, most athletes are not at all real, right? They, they are totally different people than how they handle, you know, media discussions and, and discussions with the fans. And I think Delaney is one of the, Best examples of somebody who is just thoroughly Delaney to his core, right? So let's uh, let's talk about something that was thoroughly uncomfortable on Sunday Night Football. Chris Collinsworth <laughs> making some uh, making make. I I don't know. Well, let, let's talk about this together. Is Chris? I'm just going to leave it at this because I'm sure many of you know what I'm talking about. Do you think Chris Collinsworth is doing this on purpose? Do you think Chris Collinsworth is doing it on purpose? If you don't know what it is, I'm going to show you. And uh, if for those of you who listen back to the show on podcast, you're going to hear it from a call uh, on the Sunday night football game from this most recent week. You think Chris Collinsworth is doing it on purpose is simply the question that we will ask you absolutely right after I remind you that the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage is where you go for the Intel Edge. We're doing Titans Intel tonight. We're doing Delaney Walker Intel tonight, as a matter of fact. The Ashton team will get you the Intel in the Nashville real estate market you need to succeed. The Preds about to play the Kings. Gary, I know, is in attendance because he's the official realtor of Smashville. Gary is the official realtor of not just A to Z Sports Primetime, but of my radio show because Gary only does the best business for everybody that he comes into contact with. That's why I endorse Gary Ashton, because I bought my home through the Ashton team. Could not have been happier about it. Could not have been happier about how my uh, my property value has increased because of where uh, Gary helped me find my home. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So, simple enough. Is Chris Collinsworth doing it on purpose? Did he slide in with the comments, says Stephen 1986? Well, I will say I will say this to you. Um, he. He certainly tried to slide something in there, I think. I don't know if it was on purpose or not. Taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat. Taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat.
So he's talking about it's the Eagles and the Cowboys on Sunday night football. And he's talking about Landon Dickerson, the running back, Landon Dickerson, the running back. He says, you're getting a taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat, right? Now there's a variety of different ways that you can look at this. Uh, it's not the first time that I've, <laughs> it's not the first time that uh, a play-by-play or an NFL announcer has or an announcer just generally has made a comment that they maybe didn't sound the way that they thought it sounded coming out of their mouths. Bryce Erickson says, Buck, this is a children's show. In what world? This is not a children's show. Uh, hell, I'm on FCC Safe Radio, and I can't even do a children's show. You think I'm doing an internet show that's safe for children? No, get out of here. Why do you think it's you know 9, 9 p.m. Eastern time for most of you? So I pose again this question to you. Is Chris Collinsworth doing this on purpose? Because there's too many. Taste? Landon Dickerson's obviously last name coming down your throat. There's no way that those those three words fall into place in that exact order without at least some degree of intent. Taste the Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat. Taste the Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat. It's all of that coupled with the way that he emphasizes Dickerson. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. I, I hope Chris is doing it on purpose because that would be laugh out loud funny. I, I cannot say for sure, though, but I, I certainly hope so at this point. All right. We end on a funny note here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Always a pleasure to spend some time with you on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. If you haven't liked the video, do us the courtesy of doing that on the way out the door. Radio show tomorrow at 10 a.m. We're getting ready for Colts and Titans here at Nissan Stadium this weekend. A lot of big matchup discussions to talk about. A lot of interesting uh, movements since the in, in the short time. Hell, it's been, what, 16 days since these two teams last played a game? But even still, there have been a lot of developments um, for Indianapolis that are significant thus far. We'll talk to you about that tomorrow on the radio show. If I don't catch you tomorrow at 10 a.m., I'll see you tomorrow night on A to Z Sports Prime Time. See you guys. There's All right, we haven't scored a point since I came in here. I am gone, guys. What? what that's but, it. But we got a couple more questions. No, nope, that's right. it. <laughs> Peace out by the GM. <laughs>